Yeah, what's going on? What's up, everybody? What's going on now? Super Dave with the PA Political Revolution Podcast, right? We back at it again. I got to give you a little quick one. Hopefully, <laughs> this will turn out to be a little quick one, right? I want to go ahead and kind of set the record straight, right? Just kind of let you know what some of the things that I go through is trying to be like a local, a local advocate trying to bring you some of this information, right? And the type of dumb crap that I go through, right? But first, we want to go ahead and show you what's going on right here. We about to pull up a council meeting pretty much with the EDC, right? We had the EDC director, Mr. Terry Stokes, coming up here to speak about the First Choice Program, right? The First Choice Program is to where that you have is a, is a program that the EDC started to have with the previous director, right? To have citizens go ahead and be a part of these jobs, right? So like if you have the plants going on with some things, the EDC director is supposed to have that working relationship with the plants, whatnot, and call the plants up and get with the um, the general foreman to go ahead and talk about, hey, you know, what would actually get people hired, to get people hired from Port Arthur to get them hired and the, the see what's going on. So this is supposed to be like a collaborative effort to go ahead and get citizens hired. But one thing that Mr. Stokes is not doing, he's not doing that, right? And I want you to go ahead and listen to this. And I'm going to give you like a playback of actually what's going on. I'm going to give you some commentary on actually what's going on. Now, you have also clown-ass citizens too, right, that has a problem with me doing this, right? We have people that's so stupid that are enemies of me, right, or call themselves and them to try to just hating on me, right? They don't understand that I'm trying to fight for they dumb ass, right? So then before I get into that, we're going to go ahead on and see what Mr. Terry Stokes talking about this first choice program. Good evening, City Council. Uh, honored to be with you this evening. Uh, was asked to provide a update on the uh, First Choice Program. Uh, program predated me, so I had to do a little bit of uh, research uh, to provide you the update. Uh, this program originally... So first, he didn't even, like, even worry about the program, right? Go ahead. ...came into being in 2010 by way of resolution of the City Council. Uh, in a nutshell, it was intended, uh, continues to, to be the intent, to make sure that uh, Port Arthur residents get a fair share of the hiring opportunities uh, as we continue to have an industrial boom. Uh, that will uh, continue on. Uh, that, Like I said, that was the original uh, intent, uh, bringing the program into uh, fruition. Uh, like I say, that started in 2010. Uh, Research shows that in t terms of the original uh, construct of the program, uh, for various sundry reasons, uh, it came to a close in 2021. Uh, however, uh, that's just a closure in terms of implementation and execution. Uh, what will never come to a close is the intent and spirit of the program to make sure that local residents, Port Arthur residents, are getting a fair share and a fair shot at opportunities, especially opportunities that are incentivized by the Port Arthur EDC. 
So that will continue on uh, and never go away. So we may uh, reconstruct and use modern technology, modern applications to uh, replicate what was the original intent of that program when it came to being in 2010. Uh, like I say, uh, that spirit and intent will continue on. Uh, we continue to make sure uh, in any incentive packages that local, hiring, lo hiring local is at the top of the priority list. That will continue on. We will continue to provide training and underwrite training with our strategic partners uh, to make sure that our local citizens are getting trained in high-demand jobs, uh, the types of jobs that our local industries need, local industry needs. That will continue on. Uh, so. Names of programs may change over the course of time, but the intent and spirit will not change. Uh, but one of the things that I wanted to point out in conjunction with the continuation of that spirit and intent, uh, as I've noticed uh, as we continue on, it doesn't uh, matter. Now, now, now let's go and listen. Now be sp listen to this bull crap he's about to lay out, right? L listen to this. The first choice program is simply to get people into the jobs, to get Port Arthur residents into the job. And typically they're meaning under the served communities, right? Low to moderate income people, majority black folks, right? That's mainly who they're trying to get it into these ref refiners, right? Because the poverty is so high, right? And it disproportionately affects affects black folks, right? So just understand that's the simple that's the simple purpose. Get put off the people into these jobs. No matter how many jobs may be available and how much training that you may have, if a holistic approach has not been taken to make sure that you can take that job, keep that job, and be comfortably executing whatever your employer wants you to do. So one of the things that uh, is, is my vision is making sure that in addition to training, in addition to insisting that uh, anyone we incentivize hires local, that we also broaden our program and broaden our view to make sure that we're taking a holistic approach to making sure that folks can take advantage of employment. Uh, I could give you a myriad of examples, but you've got a, a long agenda, so I'm just going to give you one uh, that we are embarking upon. Uh, certainly, as you know, the citizens of Texas earlier this month uh, approved a proposition as it relates to child care. And certainly you're probably aware that we lost close to, our nation lost close to 25% of its child care capacity coming out of the pandemic that we have not been able to replace. And Port Arthur is certainly uh, not, uh, has not escaped that as well. And so it, you can have a, a job available to you, but if you also cannot provide for your family and take care of them, much like the folks that preceded me were talking about, then your ability to continue that job, execute, focus, attend to it is going to be marred by the fact that one of the things that you not, did not have accessible to you is childcare. 
Now, that's 25% of the nation's capacity, like I say, that hits Port Arthur too, but uh, it probably isn't going to be a surprise to you that the areas hit most in terms of that reduction happen to be underserved communities. So one of the things that we are going to be focused on and have already begun working on is getting in line, if you will, uh, working with colleagues in Austin to make sure that we early apply and get in line and uh, hotly pursue the funding that will be made available as a result of the proposition that was recently passed as it relates to provision of child care and child care facilities. Additionally, we will be seeking federal funding in that same area to bring money home to provide child care facilities and basically close the gap that was created as a result of the pandemic. And again, the purpose of this is to make sure that we're taking a holistic approach to employment, not simply just insisting that someone hire local. Okay, we can insist that, but if you can't take the job because of some other types of circumstances, then all that training that we underwrote and all of the insisting that you... That's bull crap, right? He's giving you excuses in order to not hire people. Listen to him. He's saying that we have we have we have turnarounds that's going on in January, the beginning of the year, right? For Motiva and Valero, for what this sellout clown is trying to say, right? Well, instead of going to get people for these jobs, they want to go to Austin or lobby for some extra money, right? some extra money for some fucking freaking child care. The EDC does not deal with child care, right? We supposed to put people in jobs, people in jobs, right? Now, another way that this ideal is so ass backwards, right? Think about it. These are construction jobs, right? They're going to be disproportionately targeted to men, right? Most of the time, men are going to get these refinery jobs, right? And child care, most of the time, the child is going to be with the woman, the wife, the girlfriend, the child's mother, right? So this whole ideology doesn't make no goddamn sense. We need to get people into the jobs right now for this coming January and that's what Mr. Floyd Batista was talking about, right? When I had him on the podcast, this is exactly what he was talking about. I have it to you right here, people. You have a person that's selling you out. That doesn't make any sense, right? This is what they're doing to you behind your backs in the EDC, right? But we have people, just because the kin folks on there, they're mad at me because I'm exposing this, people. This is what you have to understand. They're selling you out. They say to the hell with Port Arthur and the people getting the jobs, right? You have to have the job to take care of the child. It doesn't make any sense. You have to take care of the job first before you have the child. And I understand that's a few, a few situations, right? But the majority of the situation, like I said, these refinery, construction jobs, pipe fitter, Boiler maker, labor, all of these refinery construction jobs, or majority is gonna go towards men. Men are gonna be the going out here and do the actual work. 
the child is going to be with the wife, the one, the uh, the girlfriend, the child's mother. So it's all screwed up, right? In order to lie to you, this is strictly to lie to you and not to get and to keep you broke, people. Hired local will go by the wayside. So I wanted to make sure that you understood that, uh, yes, we will continue on in programs that preceded me. Uh, we'll make them bigger. We'll expand them. But one of the things that, uh, at least on my watch, I want to make sure that the, the Port Arthur EDC applies a broader approach to helping our local citizens be able to take a job, keep a job, focus on that job and provide long-term benefits to themselves and their family. So coming back to the first choice program, uh, again, regardless of incarnation and, and names and so forth and so on, the intent and the spirit, which by is simply to make sure that our local citizens are getting their fair share and their fair uh, bite at the apple uh, as jobs continue to be provided, as we continue to have this industrial boom, that will continue on, but in addition to that, we will supplement that intent with making sure that other aspects of having due employment are also uh, taken care of uh, and, and that we work with our strategic partners to bring those types of programs to fruition. Okay. Thank you, uh, Councilman Dusak. Yes, the reason I request to put this on the board, child care, all of that stuff sounds good, but I'm interested in first source. You mentioned what it was originally uh, adopted for, mm -hmm. and that was to ensure that the people who received incentive from the Economic Development Corporation had employed the people from Port Arthur residents. See, first source deal with Port Arthur residents making sure people get jobs, following up to see if they are retained. But I'm more concerned with, because we started implementing in our contracts with industry. Some people say that, oh, y'all stop giving these abatements. We don't give abatements. We tax all entities at the same percentage. They have an opportunity to work that percentage down. One of the ways they can work it down is by employing port Arthur residents, not locals, Port Arthur residents. And we started including in our contracts that they work with first source. So we have general contractors who understand when they get contract refinery, refinery let them know that you work with the economic Port Arthur Economic Development Corporation when you get ready to fill these jobs, these contracting jobs. We have Motiva. Valero is, is, is fitting to ramp up in January. Motiva is also two major projects with turnaround and stuff. The first source is where the EDC works with that GC Understand, right? He just said, I, well, I want to emphasize it, January. This is coming right now. This is probably going to be the one of the bigger things closer to the spindle top. With all these jobs going on, man, it's going to be huge.
finding out what the DGC is going to need. Then the EDC has access to the Workforce Solution Data Bank. And they can extract from that data bank Port Arthur residents only. And the first source is set up with industry. Once you, if he says I need 50 welders, EDC could go into Tech Solution, work, uh, work Solution, and find out how many welders you have that are for unemployment looking for jobs. You all contact them, have them come in, give them a card. There's a card over there at the EDC. You send it to the refinery, to the JC. They interview. They either hire or they say no. If they say no, they send, the, they send it back to you with the card. They send the card back to you so you could track. You track how many people they are hiring. And if they hire people, if they don't hire them, we find out why they're not hiring. All this data you're supposed to be gathering so that when it's time for us to decide whether they have met the incentive or not, then we know. See, before then, we relied on us for them to tell us if they hired pulled out the people. That wasn't working out. You know, that was like hiring a fox to watch the hen house. So that's why we went to first source. But we didn't go to first source. We knew that in order for first source to work in our contract for us to extract that data, EDC would have to have the access. So EDC has access to, to workforce solutions for these skilled and craft people. But if you're not talking with that GC that fit the ramp up in, in uh, Valero, if you're not talking with the GC that fit the ramp up in Motiba, we're going to be on the same boat we always are. All of these jobs, but we have people in Port Arthur that could have gotten them. They didn't get them. So the first source referral is one that they tell you what they're going to be looking for. You have an opportunity to go in there. If there's anybody looking for a job, call them say, hey, you want to go interview? Yeah. Fill out the card, and you refer them. So now they know the person coming down is being referred by the city. And they know that this person is going to be one that's going to count towards your incentive or not. That's a very vital program in order for us to ensure that they're going to hire Port Arthur residents. So I just want to emphasize how Deuce is giving you a good job and, and giving a good job and telling you what it's all about. It's about Port Arthur residents, people. This this means hundreds of employees, people. Hundreds of people could possibly get hired doing this. You have to have the right people watching this. Now, you have the whole you have the EDC director supposed to be trained in here. You have a board, EDC board, that gives them directives to do this, right? The biggest problem in Port Arthur is poverty. It, we are the second most miserable city in the country, and that is due to poverty, right? 
And we have these refineries in here. These people are actively making this city a hellhole. They are making it the worst, the most miserable city by refusing to help your behinds out and getting jobs. And without that, we're back to square one. So if the EDC right now is not in contact with whoever going to have that general contact for Valero in January and for Motiva, if we're not in contact with them and looking at what they're going to need, we're probably going to be left out holding the bags. That's how important that program is. You know, we taught child care fine, but right now we're talking about people that can work. And that's what the program is about. So that's what we need an update on. That's what, that, that's why I put it on there. So uh, you stated earlier when you stated you've done the research. I think now you need to get back with the people, find out where the cars are, how do we enter the, this bank, contact Valero, find out who's the GC for this upcoming turnaround, call Valero, who's the NC, find out, get in contact with them so that you can get a list of uh, craft that they're going to want, look into the thing, be ready to send out cars and ask people so we can send people instead of people trying to find out how to apply. No, they gave us a, they gave us a way to do it, but we have, to, we have to do it. You are very vital. Okay, so how about going back and find out, and we'll check back probably around January, the middle of January, I'll ask you to come back and let us know where we are with the refinery because they got to answer to us. Absolutely. They got to answer to us when it's time for them to get their incentive. They got, and look here, we're going to go to you. Oh, they haven't hired nobody. You don't get no incentive. You pay all. Okay? That's how important that is. Okay, so Councilman okay, okay. Lewis. Yeah, so Councilman Dewey said, I, 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 wonder, I appreciate you putting this out. I'm on. I was wondering how you got on. He was getting 95, seven years. No, I'm going Even if you got problems. And you can work with industry to create a, a program. Now I'm going to go ahead and uh, skip Mr. Lewis. is pretty much saying the same thing. It's pretty much saying the same thing, right? What I want you to get into with, with, with Barty and Frank, their opposition. Mr. Lewis, he's pretty much, you know, on the same side of him, pretty much saying the same thing, right? So I need you to listen uh, to these you, people Stokes, here. For, for this presentation. And, and, and I'm hearing what uh, my colleagues are saying. Uh, what you might want to do and what we do have, according to my city attorney in her office, is we have a compliance officer actually deals with the IDAs and some other compliant issues that, deal with our industrial neighbors. You may want to get with uh, attorney uh, uh, Tisno, and you may be able to work out what they have actually, you know, made reference to, yes, and we can come up with a. Now, I understand, right? Let me tell you how, how stupid Barty is, right? Barty is, is on the script. They give him certain scripts to say because he's incompetent, Right. He's so stupid, right? He doesn't understand the issue. The issue is not a compliance officer, but a compliance officers are action words that he's been trained to use, right? 
is nothing about a compliance officer. The issue is the EDC director, the EDC CEO, he needs to talk with the refineries, right? He needs to talk with the refineries and get these people to get jobs, right? Not a so-called compliance officer that'll just give you numbers, right? We could, that person could be lying. We need the the CEO, right? The EDC CEO, Terry Stokes, to talk to these people and for him to have the, the conversation with him. That's his job. He's the economic director, right? What the hell a compliance officer go tell you? You know, see, there he's... <laughs> He's more waiting on the end, right? See, Bartee's mind is so simple. He's looking towards the inner compliance officer to say, yeah, we hired some people, right? That's what he's looking at. He's so stupid. The problem is you need to get the people there. But Bartee want to bypass that and have the compliance officer tell, yeah, we hired people. So that's what you got to understand, the mind of a fool, right? The mind of a Bartee. That's how he thinks. He's thinking of the the compliance office going to give you the final report. Yeah, we hired this sort of I'm a compliance officer. This is what we hired. But the issue is with Terry Stokes need to talk to these people and get them hired. So understand how the mind of a boy T work, how the mind of a sociopath work, right? Because that's what he, he, he's been given a script and that's his focus. He don't understand the middle the actual meat and potatoes of the conversation or the problem was getting terrorist Stokes to get people in these jobs, but he want to focus on the end of it where the compliance office is supposed to give the report. Plan of action going forward. If anyone has known me since I've been mayor, even prior to being mayor, I've always been a stickler for hiring port authorants. Okay. And so that's cap. That's straight up lies. Anything that would enhance that, I would want to be a part of it. Now, one thing I heard in your presentation, because I know that we have things that would inhibit or cause individuals not to take the jobs. If you have mothers and sometimes fathers who ended up having to take care of children and child care, proper professional child care is not available, then it's more prudent for them to take care of their child. That's the dumbest crap I ever ever heard in my life. How in the hell is the person going to take care of the child without a job? I mean, it doesn't make any sense. Somebody's going to have to work, people. See, this is that psychobabble that they're trying to get to give to you because most likely, right, I'm suspecting, I don't have any evidence, right, that they probably cut a deal with the family, like, hey, we ain't go try to get no job. Look, you just pay all these taxes or whatever. We'll say you get you give you a, a discount, right? So they can keep the money. That's that's what I suspect, right? Because this problem is so simple. You already have a plan in place. Barty, what you mean you need to brainstorm to do it? You have a plan already in place with first choice. The CEO gets with these general foreman, general contractors, see what all they need for these turnarounds and use the workforce database to get these people hired. That's the plan. But you want to come up with some other kind of crap 
some type of holistic approach when we can't do one. We just need to get people high on their stuff. So thing the EDC needs to do. We don't need to try the EDC to work on health care. We don't need them to work on cooking. We don't need to to work on bathing. We don't it's crazy. They want to complicate a simple ass problem and so they can have the excuse we need more time to do it. And we don't have that much time. We have one month. January is when this stuff's supposed to kick off. Then maybe take that job because then the government, the same government that says they need to work, would be on them for being derelict and caring for their children. So maybe, you know, I don't know how to do it, but, you know, you're a professional. And look, look, it's crazy. He's lying to you, people. This is your mayor lying to you. Now, you have to see that this is a lie. I can only bring in information, right? I can only bring in information. Make all of those things work together. And to use uh, Councilman Frank's uh, uh, terminology, phraseology there, you know, put all that in the gumbo and make it good and <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be okay. All yes, right. sir. Yeah. <laughs> Councilman uh, Frank. Well, Mayor, let me throw this in the gumbo while I'm standing over the pot. That's how you say it. <laughs> so let me ask this question. Um, uh, this is weak, weak past the phrases. This is some clown stuff. If you look at the relevance of what he's saying, right, he's trying to, to keep you off your guards by telling you these dumbass phrases right to try to get you laughing joking to to order to hide they screwing you thank thank you councilman uh Doucet for putting this on yeah. uh today this is vital information but if there is a caveat that can be added to what you're what you're seeking to do i would ask if there's any way possible that there would be a way by which businesses can be added that is by establishing not just individuals, but having cataloged businesses that can be utilized doing those turn those turnarounds, trucking companies, um, other businesses in in the city to make sure that local businesses as a whole, um, uh, staffing agencies. We have a staffing agency here in. Uh, Port Arthur, that staffing agency can be used as well and utilized. Uh, food services, uh, small restaurants, all of those uh, businesses. There is no reason why a rising tide should not lift all boats. Yes, sir. And so uh, if we can do that uh, to, to make sure that that is a part of that first source uh, programming as well. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Now, let me tell you how evil that is, right? What Councilmember Frank said was evil because he's giving you the rising tide lifts all votes, right? Now, he asked to say not only is going to be a, a jam-packed thing to try to get citizens hired for these jobs, right, right now. Boy T want to add, add up some health care, right? But him and all of them, they both want to add up some health care. Child health care there. So he's giving you that excuse. Now Frank wants to go ahead and add businesses, restaurants, 
and all these other things, right? This, the purpose of this, right, is to focus on jobs for citizens, right? People that don't have the inside scoop or the economics to do it, right? So you have, so you want to incorporate businesses, right? Businesses are already established, right? If they're into that field, a business most likely knows how to go ahead and get into those plants, know how to talk to them people, right? So we don't need redundancy over that. We don't need redundancy with the EDC director, with these citizens. Go ahead and um, try to try to go ahead and get them to try to pile on to this too, right? First thing is the citizens, right? Now, I just showed you a, a thing where, hell, we can't even get, we can't even get the purchasing department to to hire a goddamn local businesses because the purchasing department employee says that put off the businesses don't want to bid on the job. They want to be given a job. So you have to understand all these broken problems that the city have, right? They telling you, you got Frank telling you one thing, hey, well, we want to get all the people in here. It just won't work, right? Let's look at this. Ride and tie theory will no longer work for Obama. Rising tide lifts all bolster will not be accepted for the next four years that President Obama will be pressed for policies to specify to specifically forge black progress, right? In other words, right, when you when blacks are at the bottom, right, and you have a minority program, right, you have a lot of those monies going out to white women, right? You have those going out to white Hispanics, you have those going out to white LGBT people, right? When the root of that and the most underprivileged people are black folks, right? And that and and you have all these other quote unquote minority groups that can call themselves, that may consider themselves white, right? And getting these programs and getting these money where you don't get anything. That's been happening, you know, historically through Port Arthur, right? That's how they use to get Port Arthur businesses out of here by saying minority and they'll have like a um, a white female, a white Hispanic, you know, to try to go ahead and use that minority to use them, and then not use black folks, right? That's a you know that's a one trick pony that's been playing over here. So that's what Frank is saying, right? And understand the rising tide theory, right? Do rising tides lift all boats? Raises disparities in health. No, no, let me let me go back to say uh, here we go. The rising tides lift all boats, raises disparities in health, right? Boom, rising tides lift all both racial and distribution or whatever. So rising tides of inclusion does not lift all diversity votes. So the rising tide, another look at rising tide lifts all boats, right? So understand, do rising tides lift all boats with public finance? So understand this rising tide theory has proven to be false, right? It's, it's, it's proven to hurt black folks, right? And this is what you have. Frank is basically saying, these Negroes are so evil, right? And the thing, when I'm going here and, and calling all of this evil out, right, all of these atrocities out, we have dumb clown sellouts where... They want to complain because I'm trying to tell you to, 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 to do something about it, right? 
and you have them um, EDC board members talk about, hey, you you doing this on social media. You have their cousins mad at me because I'm challenging the point, right? So you get all of these doggone clowns or being mad at me, but actually they so stupid, they don't know I'm actually fighting for them. I'm fighting for you, me, citizens, everybody to be a part of this boom is down here and get all of this money. That's my main thing. And and in and, and economics, right? So understand that for in order for Port Arthur to get better, it's gonna be money based. It's gonna be economics. Economics is the only way Port Arthur is gonna get out of the dire situation where we at. And that means everybody that lives in Port Arthur thrives off of Port Arthur, right? With these plants and these refines, that means everybody, not just not just one group of people, everybody, not everybody else, but people that consider themselves Port Arthur needs to thrive off it, right? So you have people that's talking about don't complain something on the internet, just, just, you got to do something the right way, right? But let me kind of give you a little bit of a history lesson, right? We have people, well, well, you have people on the other side, right, on the corrupt side saying that, right? But when you have people talking about don't complain on the Internet, like Frank Hadson went to the news about it, when people complain on the Internet, they really saying they don't want you to kind of find out what's going on, right? Let's go ahead and take a look at a little bit of history, right? The Boston Tea Party. Let's kind of go bring this up. And I'm going to correlate to how protests, you getting your way out of protests, right? Let's just kind of go take a little quick intro on this Boston Tea Party to get you refreshed. It does not take a majority to prevail, but rather an irate, tireless minority keen on setting bushfires of freedom in the minds of men. See, this this right here, right? You don't have to have a big army to go ahead and get things done. It just a take it just take a minority, a tireless people who ready to fight, who ready to do something about it. So people you always have to under this. Don't let the enemy tell you how to engage with them. They want to say, don't talk about it, be about it, all this other stuff. But some of the best revolutions came out of, uh, you know, displeasure, right? Daniel Adams. By 1773, tensions were high between Great Britain and the American colonists. A slew of taxes and new acts in previous years had strained the relationship. Colonists were fed up with the new measures meant to control their actions. Bring it to PA, right? PA citizens tired of being disrespected, tired of not having their roads fixed, tired of these council members burning up their money, tired of them going on all of these doggone trips and not bringing nothing back. You can't get no jobs in here. They're not trying to do anything for you, but steady getting that money and wasting the money on themselves with them trips, right? That's kind of like my interpretation of the Port Arthur Tea Party and force them to pay taxes to reduce debt in Great Britain. They raised your water rate, right? But what are you getting for it? Frank was trying to argue the fight about having these, having these lunches. Lunches from salt grass and got these $20 lunches from salt grass and doggone cheddars. All while they were denied representation in British Parliament. 
the Tea Act sought to save the British East India Company from financial ruin. While the act actually lowered the tax on tea, they have the hog. Added more fuel to the fire. You can't. <laughs> you you your your race being raised. Garbage being raised. Water being raised. Water lines getting popped. They eating off your food, getting fed off of it. More than buying it from the British East India Company, they persisted. You not being represented. They not getting you any type of jobs. Patriot revolutionaries led the charge against Great Britain and plotted ways to protest and sabotage British efforts. They called themselves the Sons of Liberty. On December 16, 1773, three British ships loaded with tea sat in Griffin's Wharf in Boston, Massachusetts. On land, American colonists protested the British tax and voted to refuse the tea to be unloaded into the port. After nightfall, members of the Sons of Liberty dressed up as American Indians and boarded the ships. Three hours later, 342 barrels of tea were dumped overboard into the harbor. So understand. Those colonizers decided to do something about their oppression. People in PA, that's where you need to be at, right? You need to be able to get over here to where you need to do something about this, right? See, all I can do is doggone tell you what's going to go ahead, what was going on. So in order for something to get done, you can't just sit around, play around it, Decide to do this and decide to do that and decide to do this and decide to do that, doing nothing, right? Just sit and let them tell you how to address it. So they went to the extreme of the tea party saying, F all of this, I'm kicking all of this high-tax tea where they had a monopoly on this tea where nobody else can get a part of this money where they want to get all the money, right? Same thing like with council. They want the plants to give them the $200,000 for the signs and $200,000 for this, all the money for that, and give and give them grants to their, you know, homeboy accounts, right? Their homeboy um, um, collaborators with while the regular citizens like us, we don't get anything. They're not even fighting with us for jobs. They're arguing with us about these jobs, right? So, so if anybody telling you, don't talk about it on social media. They are some damn clowns. And they're not really talking about any type of action. So understand, when you want to do something, you need to do something, you're gonna, you may have to get your hands dirty, right? You may have to call a few people out. You may have to go ahead and kind of act rowdy, right? You have to do something to show them that you mean business and you really and you really want this city, you know, to do what it's supposed to do. So, hey, I can't do that all of my, by myself, right? So I need you to be inspired to get to this way, right? Just understand that's why you had these, you know, regardless of whether you liked it or not, right? You have these citizens going up the council and tried to take over the doggone government for because they felt that they rights were being infringed on, right? So this was something that you have to do in the city. If you know there are crooks in the council on the EDC, don't just sit by and talk, you know, and let them tell you how to deal with them, right? Hush, don't do this, don't do that, be quiet. 
history tells you that's not the case, right? If anybody talking about that you have to get along in politics, that's a lie. You don't have to get along. Everything is decided by a vote, Um, a simple majority vote, not a unanimous vote, a simple majority vote. So when you have crooks stealing money on council, you not being represented, you need to take extreme action, right, to go ahead and take your city back. And history shows from this Boston Tea Party led to the American Revolution and what and what we have, the great country that we have right now, right? So understand, when I'm trying to fight these crooks, right, doing this or doing that, I need you all as citizens to do the same thing. <laughs> Don't let some dumbass clown try to tell you that I'm doing some shit wrong, right? I'm showing you right here. I have right here in your face that you have a EDC director is not trying to get you any type of jobs. You have the EDC director, Barty, tell you that you have some home type of issues, some type of uh, health care is the reason, right? They giving you all these silly excuses to not hire Port Arthur citizens. And that's how these sellout house Negroes are selling you out and screwing over the citizens. Man, you know, hey, you know, I said it's going to be a quick one. Let me see. Was I supposed to show another dog on video? I want to say, was I supposed to show something? I, I, mean, I may do it a little later, so whatever. But I wanted to show you that Boston Tea Party was led to American Revolution. You're going to have to get up and do something. You may have to take it by force. And whatever force that may be, you know, it is what it is. Maybe something politically or something a little bit more than that. But understand, politics and warfare is the same thing. It's just war by another means. So that's it, everybody. Share this out and um and go ahead and... um. You know, hey, 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 keep me in your minds and share this out with somebody and help me help this city and take it easy. This is Super Dave again with the PA Political Revolution Podcast. Take it easy. Peace.